This is the first episode of a series regarding investigating the Fermi Paradox with Jonathan Zhang. I'm just an ordinary guy, and uh, I've been working at the JPL since 1999. Before that, I'm a postdoc at McGill University in Canada. Then I did my degree in Toronto. Currently, I'm a scientist at JPL. And introducing special guest, William Rowden. I'm a former co-worker of Lance's with lifelong interest in science fiction and science. So what inspired you to go into your field of work? I don't call it inspire uh, because I'm good at it. And uh, I remember when I was a kid, you know, and I'm the guy it's not like uh, some other people working very hard. I don't like work hard, you know. I, I, I just go for my interest. I remember when I was very little. I'm very good on the math. So I, <laughs> when I come home, I show my dad. Okay, I got a full mark, <laughs> full grade on the mark uh, on the math, you know. Okay, good. Same thing when I go to the middle school, high school, even, even universities. I love to do the math and physics. So I believe I'm good at that. Another thing is in terms of come to JPL, to do the space science and astrophysics and earth science is, I like to answer questions. Those tough questions, nobody can answer, but I'm interested, <laughs> so, so that's why. Wow, yeah, these are tough questions. Can you explain to the audience what is the Fermi paradox and who is this Fermi guy anyhow, and why should we care? Fermi is a physicist, and I think uh, he was credited as the creator of the nuclear reactor, so to using the, the nuclear fusion and to generate electricities. I think he lived in uh, early last century until 1950s, okay? The Fermi paradox is, it's a question. Where's the life in the universe? Okay, think about we are alive, okay? There's a life in the solar system on the Earth. But when the knowledge is gathered together, we know there's uh, 400 billions, <laughs> 400, 400 billion stars in the Milky Way galaxies, each of the stars, now we know is most likely have a planet, okay? So there's hundred billions of planets, okay? Some may, must like the Earth. Then there's a uh, hundred billions of galaxies, just like our galaxy, that's a lot, okay? So it's kind of odd, and we are alone, okay? So there's a uh, lot of life. So the question is, if there's a lot of life in the universe, okay, giving the universe is already more than 13 billion years old. So some, you know, it's, it's crazy to think all the life just exactly like us, right? Because some life may be much older than us. Some, some life may be younger than us, okay? If they are older than us, maybe they are visiting us. But so far, the paradox is, okay, there's a lot of opportunities, but where are they? Okay, why we are not funding, you know, radio telescopes, or even their visit. There, that's a story about UFOs, you know, but uh, I don't think the UFO has solid evidence saying, okay, aliens are here. So the Fermi paradox is, 
there's a lot of opportunities, but where are they? That's the famous paradox. Where's the life? That makes sense. Why are you passionate about this question? Why do you care about what Fermi thinks? <laughs> when I was in the college, I think in 19, early 1980s, okay, I remember there's um, some professor, uh, at that time I was still in China, but some professor visiting the U.S., they brought up a video cassette, you know, so they showed it to the student. I remember in the big classroom, I was standing on the back. Listen, there's a, that video is uh, Carl Sagan's Cosmos. Uh-huh. Okay, and he's talking about, well, I was crazy, crazily interested, you know, the, the Carl Sagan's great. So there's a question. It says, uh, how many life in the Milky Way galaxies? Okay. Carl Sagan said maybe a million, <laughs> maybe one, but he don't have a clue. Okay. But there's an equation called the Drake equations, you know, possibility of this, 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 star formations, you know, galaxy formation, and, and this, this. In Sci-Fi Thoughts, episode 098, a show about a space opera game called Blaze Sky, we introduce and talk about the Drake equation. Check out the show archive or find the link in the show notes to give it a listen. I sound a feel this is very subjective because Carl Sagan just pick a number. Okay, let's assume this one of them. Mathematically, I think we can do much better. So this is my first thinking about that. But you work at the NASA, right? And like me, I'm at JPL. We got to work on the project, okay? Actually, I don't have specific project fundings. You work on the life in the universe, okay? Same paradox. So I'm sort of uh, work on, on my spare times on that, mostly, but I'm still thinking about that, you know? Eventually, I want to do an estimate. This is, this is because Fermi paradox. Okay, let's assume there are other lives, just like us, okay? Fermi paradox makes sense because we, although we have very advanced, okay, we have iPhone, cell phone, and uh, you know, computers, cars, airplanes, satellite, but we are not able to travel to the stars. Hmm. Travel to the stars is still our dream, so we are not able to visit any other stars, any other civilizations by ourselves. If the other civilizations younger than us. Or, or not much older than us, Fermi paradox makes sense because they are not able to visit us. Okay? So that comes down to questions, you know, where are they? How old are them? So if the distance is thousands of light years away, don't, you know, we're not to keep, keep contact. Some people, like sage people, may argue, well, radio waves, okay? Right. Radio waves, you know, the human had radio waves, you know, like your station, okay, radio waves, maybe only for a little bit more than 100 years, okay? So 100 years in the cosmic time scale is very short times. Mm-hmm. So, okay, some, some civilization may have a radio waves, but where? Where to look? So I have something in my heart. I want to do a statistic estimations. Where are they? How old are they in the galaxy at least? Okay, so, so, so that's the original motivations for this research. 
And these are some of the things I really like about your paper because the Drake equation just gives you a number, right? That's right. Whereas what you're doing is dividing up the galaxy into you know, yeah. pieces and right. the history of the galaxy into yeah. time steps and then yeah. saying where would we, where and when would we most expect to find intelligent life? Yes, that's right, yes. I think this is doable from mathematical point, point of view. It's, 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 it's a playing a dice, it's a statistics. You know, in terms of life, the, I mean, the embryogenesis, and whether or not life can be arise from inorganic matter, the chances is not zero. If it's zero, we are not here. Mm, the reason true. we are not here, chances is zero. But <laughs> what is the rate? We don't know. Maybe 0.0000001%. Maybe it's 1%. Maybe 100%. We don't know. But uh, you know, in the mathematics, you can test. The test is you throw a game, you know, random, to see how how the forms. Also, if the life arises, what is the rate we can destroy ourselves? Maybe it's very low, 0.001%, right? But remember, when you play the mathematics games, okay, the critical thing is the time. Let's say you buy a lottery ticket, chances of winning is very low. Mm. But I'm playing every day. I'm not playing 20 years, 10 years. I'm playing billions of years. Okay, now the chances arise. So in a mathematical sense, even if the chances are very low, you keep 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 playing, keep keep playing. Billions of year time scale, you can come up with the statistics. So that's why you know that inspires me. You know, gee, we got to do this. <laughs> we got to do this. I like that metaphor, the the lottery ticket. That really makes sense. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's the 22nd century, and although there's no faster-than-light drive, governments and religious organizations fund voyages by giant ships that spend multiple generations in voyage to Earth-like exoplanets. Young Arcady feels blessed to be born aboard the ship when he did because the ship will soon reach its destination and it will happen during his lifetime. But he's heartbroken that instead of being trained as a pilot, he is stuck training to be a farmer because those skills are more important for creating their civilization and completing the abandonment of Earth and the troubles they left behind. But once their ship makes planetfall, the strife left behind a millennia ago resurfaces, starting with the murder of his sister. After the mysterious disappearance of other generation ships, Arcady now, an officer of the Space Force, suspects that someone close to him is killing his people. This murder investigation Space Opera is a novelette by Lancer Kind, and it's called Memories Victims. It is available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble's Nook. 
Open up your podcast player and check out the show notes that came with the show and you will see links in there that are about the matters we've talked about in here. For example, you'll find a link to the paper that was authored by Shang Tsai, Jonathan Zhang, Kristen Fei, and Yu Kyung. And you'll find other things like references and links to Fermi Paradox and anything else that we talk about in the show. I put it in there so you can have the details. If you don't have the show notes and you're not using a podcast player, go back to the website where you downloaded this MP3. Next episode, more Jonathan Zhang from JPL. At a starting point, we would like to think it's a big assumption. If that's alive, it's very similar to the Earth. It's carbon-based, and the temperature goes to right, and the lifetime of the star is like our sun. If the two bright star, OB star, the lifetime is too short, you know, in two billion years, dead, you know. If it's too long, maybe luminosity is, is very low. So we, we assume it's sun-like stars, Earth-like planet. That says is uh, the Earth-like aliens. <laughs>